hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business, so don't miss out. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share with you something that we've been working on behind the scenes for a little while now. We've created the Millions of Millionaires Project to support small businesses like mine to thrive as we move toward the new paradigm. This is going to be a time where there will be millions of us with businesses we love supporting us to live the most abundant life and from this place serving the planet with our gifts, our superpowers and the fulfillment of our purpose. With this sponsorship program, it is our intention to build millions of millionaires through experiencing, engaging with, and supporting like-minded entrepreneurs and business owners who share our values and vision by holding space for them to showcase their businesses, products, and services with you to ultimately assist you in your journey to becoming the most aligned version of you. I have worked really hard to build this amazing audience who are incredibly engaged. They're driven to heal, to learn and to grow. And of course, you're all diehard human design fans. And I want to make sure that you're across all the brilliant services, tech, products and individuals that are bringing this planet into the new paradigm. I would love to see millions of millionaires creating their abundant lives and paying it forward in my lifetime and, of course, for millennia to come. So if you have a product, service, or even event you'd like to share with this amazing audience, then please email Taylor, my rockstar operations manager, at support at Emma Dunwoody for all the details and data. Okay, without any further ado, let's 
jump into our first ever sponsor on the Millions of Millionaires project. So I'm going to introduce you to Sarah Wilder and her incredible human design inspired aura type jewelry collection. I actually received mine a few weeks ago and I absolutely love it. I've had it on that the boys trying on the the talisman ring that I've got um, and it looks great on them as well. I think even my eldest is quite keen to get one. Now, this collection of Sarah's was created to inspire those who feel a deep resonance with human design but feel overwhelmed with all the information. And, you know, sometimes they don't really know where to start with their deconditioning and embodiment journey. These talismans act as a daily anchor or a portal to the various potential within us. Each one is designed with intention, infused with a story, and assigned themes to help focus your mind and help you to remember who you truly are and what it is you are wanting to manifest or cultivate more in your life. We all know that where focus goes, energy flows. If we if we are serious about embodying our truth and aligning with who we really are, who we really are, then practical and symbolic tools like these talismans to wear on your body daily can be a great way to bypass the monkey mind and connect to your subconscious to create real tangible change over time. The front of the design is a richly symbolic image that contains the energies of each aura type. This alone is a great tool for daily contemplation, connection, and self-divination. The back has the keywords that remind you of your strategy and your aura type, which many of us forget, especially in the beginning of our experiment. This is more than just jewelry. It is a self-divination and direction tool, a practical anchor for your daily rituals that help guide you back home to yourself. Each talisman comes with a meaning card you can place on your sacred space and connect with your daily devotional practices. They come in a ring or a pendulum form with three ring sizes, all adjustable to cover most finger sizes. They are all sterling silver, so it will last you a lifetime. If this sounds something that you want to get in on, then use the code HDPODCAST at the checkout for 15% off this collection. Obviously, we are going to put the link in the show notes. And I really just want to share with you, I am loving my ring. It really does give me this, what is it? Like it brings me back to the now. It brings me back to who I really am. It's really funny. You know, often when I put it on in the morning, it's sitting there next to my moisturizer and I can literally see on the inside, MG, wait to respond and inform. And it reminds me to slow down, to take a breath and remember that I'm in response. I don't need to have to force it. So if you want to check out the ring for you, and by the way, I have a medium to large sized ring. Um, As I said, it fitted both of my boys and also fitted just on his pinky finger. Um, Then all you got to do is go follow the link in the show notes, um, use the code HDPODCAST and you're going to receive a 15% off this Aura type jewellery collection from Sarah Wilder. So go check it out. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I am super excited to have you here for the next of our Centre podcasts. 
To join me today to talk about the G-Center is my beautiful friend, Jess Babako. Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. I'm super excited as well. Um, I've actually used a couple of the the things that you said when we did the G-Center panel um, on one of some of the other podcasts because it's just, it was a really good, some of the things, the way you put things was really powerful, but we'll get to that. For the listeners, can you just let them know once again what your human design is, please? I am a four, six emotional manifester. Yeah. Brilliant. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about the G-Center. Before I get into some of the the things that we learn in the human design knowledge, I just want you to re- want to remind you guys of this um, distinction again, that in our defined centers, this is where we are building up the trust in ourselves. This is our consistent and reliable energy and who we are. We have to learn to trust ourselves in these centers. In our undefined centers, what we're actually learning to trust is what we don't know, can't see, sometimes can't feel, that inconsistency, that um, the uncertainty, and, of course, that's the universe. So in your defined centers, remember, you're building trust in self. In your undefined centers, you're building trust in un- the unknown and source, something bigger than you. So today we're talking about the G-Center, and the G-Center is this house of direction, purpose, and lovability. We also talk about the higher self, and there's a couple of distinctions I really want to get to from the panel because it blew my mind. Um, and, yeah, I also really want to get, I, I probably even want to kick off, Jess, with, um, oh, and just in case people uh, don't remember this off the top of their head, I have a completely open G-Centre. Jess has obviously got a defined G-Center and she is the cross of the vessel of love, which means that she has all four of her incarnation cross gates in the G-Center. So we really are talking about the two extremes of the G-Center, I kind of feel like. Um, So why don't we kick off? One of the things I felt was really powerful in the panel is we kind of nutted out this difference between purpose and direction. Um, and and I think because purpose, I believe, is so much bigger than the G-Center, um, but because of its connection to the higher self, and we'll get to that, I think that's where it kind of can get all a little bit enmeshed, if you like. So what I really want to um, kick off with is how does that direction feel for you um, with that defined G-Center? I'm so excited to talk about all of this again. I just have to say that. And especially hearing the undefined G center, I'm going to give like a little HDX plug, which is like, if you're not a part of it and you've been considering it, I'm initiating you into it because it was so powerful being, being able to be a part of this and, um, not just learn like rote knowledge, right? Like, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this, but to actually hear these similarities, you know, between like all these people with open G's versus defined G's, like what a cool and amazing setup you have going and what you're creating. So just a little plug for HDX. Thank you. Absolutely. So the defined G center and direction for me, I shared, you know, I've, I've always felt like there is a distinct path for me in my life. Like there is a path, there is somewhere that I'm headed and I can tell when I'm not on it. So for example, 
you know, there's been times in my business, especially in the past when I first got started, where I'm like, I should just go get a job somewhere. Like building a business can be challenging, you know? And it's this directional force in my body that just feels like, no, like I, I cannot, I cannot veer from the path. Like I cannot go off of the direction that I'm headed in, but it's not that I know exactly where I'm going. Like, I don't always know like, well, this is the next step. I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to happen. It's more this feeling in my body of like, I really can't, you know, I can't do that. That's not a line that doesn't feel good because I'm there's somewhere I'm going. And I, I, I'm, I'm in true faith. Like I'm surrendered in faith that I'm going in the right direction. Um, but it's this feeling of, I almost just want to say like, I can't veer off my path. I can't, if that's not aligned, I can't do it. So Mm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, the train is going in a direction. I don't fully know the destination. I have some ideas because I know the things that I feel called to, and I know what I ultimately love, but I, I can't change tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I loved this. So this was one of the things that started to really blow my mind was, and because I have got so many hours of working with people and having friends and having discussions about this because, you know, when I first came to the knowledge of human design, I had this perception and I would often use the metaphor that there, you know, at the age of three, you knew you wanted to be a singer, you know, and that's what it was having a defined G was like. And one of the things that I've discovered over the years is that you know, that's not it at all. Like it, some people, yep, they're blessed with that that level of certainty, but it, it more often than not, they don't. And it's really been this journey for me to pin down really simply and specifically then what is it? And it was this discussion that really helped me to clarify because what I was hearing on this panel over and over again, and I've heard from um, two the two people that I studied human design with initially they both have defined g-centers so we've had this conversation endlessly and the thing that you've just spoken about that this is i think is so important because what i'm hearing and what i've discovered is that with a defined g-center there is a feeling that here next step like there is this consistent feeling of direction now with an open g-center or an undefined g-center And I think I actually use this term on the panel, like it can feel like you're just flapping about in the wind. Like you do not feel direction consistently ever. And I think this is where, and one of the things that the more panels we do, the more my behavioral experience is coming in and it's like blowing my mind because what's actually happening is that because I don't have that consistent feeling that you have, and I think you might've even used on the panel, it's like it locks in and you're like, oh, it's there. It's not that, it's this. And it's almost like there's that lock-in feeling. So with my open G-Center, I don't feel that at all. It's more of a curiosity. It's like, is it this way? Is it this way? Is it this way? So that's why with direction, especially, I'm very dependent on um, my authority, you know, really dependent on it because I can often feel like I have no idea and I don't know if this is the right step and I don't know if this is the right direction. So there's a lot more faith in how it feels for me to follow direction. So I thought that was really powerful because we talk about with an undefined or an open G-centre, you've got, you know, so many different ways to fulfil your purpose 
And I kind of want to throw purpose out of the conversation because we are talking very much about direction. Um, And yes, that direction is taking you um, on a path to fulfill your purpose, but purpose comes from so many other um, contributory factors. So this is, I think, one of the first really powerful distinctions, that there is a feeling within a defined G-centre that even though the mind doesn't have, inverted commas, the clarity, the body does. The body feels like this step. Um, whereas an undefined G center is like, is it this? Is it this? And we kind of don't know there until and know until we get there. Do you want to add anything to that, Jess? Yeah, it makes me think also about the fact that like no matter whether you have a defined G or you have an open G or undefined, like you have a magnetic monopole that sits in your G center and it is going to pull you in a direction, whether you can feel it or you can't feel it. So I do. I do think some of the, I remember when I first started working with human design and kind of describing to people like, oh, if you've got, you know, the open G, then you may, might not feel like you have, like you're, you're more of a chameleon and you feel all these things. And it, it did feel a little bit limited. I feel like that was very limiting language for a lot mm-hmm. of people with open Gs because it makes it feel like, well, you're just forever going to be confused versus this distinction you're making that is like, no, you're being guided. Like you're going somewhere. You just can't always consistently feel it. So yeah. I love that. And I think that's beautiful. Like, cause that's one of the things for me that sets me free. Like, cool. I don't feel it. That's fine. I can just follow yeah. my strategy and authority. Like that shit works. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I want to talk about how you feel like, and one of the things for me, and you just said something that um, brought this up for me as well. Like you know, knowing who I was did feel like a challenge because I would change who I was dependent. Like if I think back to school, who I was from each group, I was always friends with lots of people, not just one group of people. And I did feel like I kind of shifted and changed, which made me kind of feel a little bit like, you know, who am I, you know, like, um, and there's a couple of people on the panel were like, they even would question themselves, like, what's wrong with me? Why, you know, why do I keep you know, morphing into the people I'm hanging out with, like what's what's the problem with me? And I think one of the things that I want to understand about identity is that with an undefined G-centre or an um, open G-centre, whenever you go into a group or an aura or a penta or a wa or whatever you want to call it, all of a sudden you have this ability to, to feel who these people are. And you will take on those traits. And for me personally, like I had this story when we were looking for our house here, right? We were trying to decide whether to live here um, or another place called Mullumbimby. And we were looking at houses one day and I was like, that's it. We're definitely coming to Byron, 100%. Then we bumped into a a friend of Justin's in Mullumbimby and he was like, oh, Mullum's the place. Like, it is awesome. And I walked away from that conversation going, yeah, Mullum. Well, we're totally going to Mullum. And it was that moment that Justin looked at me and said, um, hello, who are you? What just happened? Um, and this is the thing with the G-Centre. You, you will literally morph into each person. I caught up with a friend of mine, um, the one of my old, old friends I trained with. She's doing BG5. She's doing this course at the moment that's called Profit Potential. It blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, now I want to go and do that. But the G-Centre, like, it constantly pulls you. Um, so you have to be aware. However, I want to just bring it back to this identity piece. One of the things I want you to understand if you have an undefined G 
is that you will 100% find your authentic self. You know, for me today, I have never been more authentically me. And I probably do look quite similar every day. Yep. Some days I will wear black from head to toe and other days I will wear floral dresses, but I'm more me than I've ever been. But it is through a purpose of um, trying on so many brands and um, energies and feelings and all of that sort of stuff. It wasn't something that I just was put on the earth and I was that human. So Jess, I'd love to ask you about that. Like with a defined G, do you feel like you know and have known kind of your identity, your brand, that energy consistently throughout your life? Yeah. You know, what's funny as I was reflecting upon this because after our G center panel and I, I have always been like this and I was with my mom this weekend celebrating her birthday and I started to reflect back. Cause she's like, you know, you, when you were like 18 months, you were like, Hey, I'm going to wear big girl underwear and I'm potty training myself now. And she was like, okay. <laughs> you know, it. like I, when I was three, I walked into the, you know, the, the mall and was like, I want my ears pierced. Let's do it. When I was in the fourth grade, I was like, I want a Sharon stone short pixie cut. Like who did that in the fourth grade, you yeah. know, but I had these things where I've always had this, like, you know, whether we call it direction or identity where I'm like, I just like, it's not that my, how I express myself hasn't changed or shifted, right? Like I'm not going to wear the same change. Yeah. But I have always just had this sense of like, this is who I am. And the biggest thing that talking about the G center on the panel, and then also I did some work with Ellie Richter too, with some site K is like, it's more of this. Am I going to be fully accepted for the loudness of who Jess Babaco can often be. Um, So I think for me, I've always felt really strong in my identity. I haven't always felt welcomed to share it. Or for example, like I can sign on a call and I can feel in the moment when my energy is very big and loud and I can feel it's affecting somebody because they're in a different space or, you know, even like, living with roommates. You know, if Mm. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I've been up for two hours and meditate. I did this thing. Like here I am. Here's all the things about me. Like, I'm like, okay, can this person handle this amount of energy? And it's not that I'm feeling into their energy, like in their G, but I'm like, I'm very aware of how my identity, energy, and bigness of my energy impacts other people. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. This was one of the other distinctions that I thought was really powerful. Um, And it kind of also leads into lovability. So one of the things I thought was really powerful is that, you know, the defined G centers were like, oh yeah, shit, I'll just walk into a room. I don't care. I know who I am. I'm happy with that. But I'm really aware, like, am I too much? Will people love me for who I am? The undefined G centers were like, oh my God, will people like me? Like it was a really different contrast because, you know, all of you were like, oh no, I'm sweet. I'm, I can just walk into a room. I don't think about if people are going to like me or not. But you all said, my concern is, am I too much? And I thought that was really fascinating because all of us were like, oh no, we're right back at, I feel sick. I don't want to walk into the room. I'm afraid people won't like me. Um, and I thought that was really, really powerful because that did lead, lead into that lovability piece. Like one of the girls said, 
um, on the panel, Tish, and I remember Tish shared something that her husband said, and he he says to her all the time, like, you're so easy to love. And that kind of took us down that path of talking about lovability and how with an open or an undefined, gee, I know my experience is, you know, even within my relationship today, and I mean, you know, we've been married 21 years, um, we've done all the hard yards, you know, there was a time twice that we considered divorce, we've healed all of that stuff, like, you know, line six, Justin's a line six, he's found his soulmate, we've done the work. And there are still times that I'm like, oh, my God, do you still love me? Like, because I did that or because I said that or because I behaved that way. There's there's still that kind of inconsistency in there, even though both of us are healed whole individuals. So I thought that was really fascinating as well. And, and I really reflected on my kids that I have this feeling about my kids. And even when they are total crackers, like total assholes, there is this feeling like, oh, my God, but I cannot help but love you. And I honestly always thought that that was just being a parent, but I don't think it is. I think it's the defined G center. I think there is this part of your energy that literally just beams this this lovability out to the world. Do you want to talk to that? Yeah. I mean, I guess because I haven't experienced it, like, you know, like I haven't experienced my own energy. Like I, so I don't know. Um, but you know, just reflecting, like I have the most definition in my G I have all of my gates in my G center, um, you know, for my, uh, incarnation cross, I think I have five defined gates in the G center and, um, yeah, I think for me, like, I really don't, I don't question my lovability. I question if I'm going to scare people off Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's partially manifester energy. Um, maybe it could be a little bit of both. Um, but you know, my best friend is a projector, like my OG best friend since we were seven and I got triggered yesterday. Like I was angry. Some stuff happened, boundary crossing. And I was just like, I let it, I let it rip. And I said, I'm sorry. I just like lost it. And she was like, I love your anger. Like, I love these aspects of you. Like, I love these things. Like, don't lose these qualities about yourself, you know? So I feel like I really do experience it from the people that like are close to me that I feel that I trust. Like I trust to be vulnerable. I trust to be like, you know, my crazy self, um, you know, doing impressions, doing all this kind of stuff, you know, like I can really let all of that out. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like, it's hard to answer because I'm, I'm me, you know, like about the lovability factor, but I don't find it hard to make friends. Like I don't feel, I don't find it hard to connect with people. That's always been for me, something that has always felt easy. And I, because I think I, I am consistently who I am a lot, you know, wherever Mm -hmm. I go. And so I'm either like, yeah, the person's either going to love me or they're going to want to run away. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I thought this was really powerful because like in the panel, we sort of spoke about exactly that, you know, that, um, these defined G centers tended to be like, yeah, I could just be myself. Like they're aware of their impact. And like you said earlier, there was that distinction again, that I think is really important is that, you can't feel your impact on others as opposed to the undefined G-centre as we can totally feel our impact on others. 
Um, so, so the next thing I really wanted to talk about, because again, this was a big part of um, my experience as well. And I shared a, a story about my shadow and this is this higher self piece. So when we talk about the G Center, we talk about having this consistent and reliable access to our higher self. And I know for me, with my undefined and completely open G Center, one of the biggest challenges of, you know, my spiritual my spiritual journey is that there are times that I feel like the universe just isn't listening that I will put things out there and there's just crickets, nothing, nil, nada, donuts. And one of the things as I was hearing everyone talk about this, I was like, wow, that isn't the universe. That is this inconsistency in my G-center. That is that just because I can't feel it consistently doesn't mean it's not there. So for me, this was a massive game changer. And when I shared this story, like the chat box went off and everyone was like, oh, my God, that's exactly my experience. And what can tend to happen is that we feel like we're doing it wrong. Um, you know, like what's the one story I told you over and over about my intuition? I want to, I want to access it more. I want to know it more. I want to have it more consistently. I want to be really consciously connected to it. So, and as I was starting to, to listen to everyone talk about this connection to higher self, I was like, oh, that's what it's all about. So do you want to talk a little bit to how you feel your relationship, that consistent energy to, you, to your higher self? Yeah. I actually just had a thought as you were saying that too, that I think would be really interesting to kind of look at and think about. Bring it. So I always, I've always felt a connection to my higher self. And I feel like important distinction is like, I could be doing something and get, I have a very, I have a completely open head Najna. So I could get lost in my head. Like I can get lost thinking about things, asking questions, et cetera. But if I go, Jess, you're doing it again, sit down. And because my G is so defined, it's the place I often ground back into when I am in my head or I'm like lost in one of my open centers. I'm like, come back to who you are. Like, who are you in this moment? Come back to your identity, feel yourself, you know, whatever. Um, so it's not that I'm like in this constant state of like 5D ascension of like, I am connected to my higher self flowing through me. But like, if I need it, I can connect back to it. And what's interesting that I was thinking is like, it's interesting that the G center is connected to the heart. Uh, obviously it's like a split center, but it makes me think about coming back into uh, heart coherence right? Like for mm. me, when I tap back into my higher self, it's actually about tapping back into my heart. And it is when I tap back in, I tap back into that part of my body, like literally kind of just below, uh, you know, just below where the heart would be. Like I actually tune in there to feel my, my higher I self. That. I love that. And, you know, as you speak, I just have this massive awareness about that consistency I feel from my will center, you know, like, like it's always there and it's really yeah. interesting even when i was doing depression and panic disorder there was self-worth was still accessible you know like i can remember having this like this is not the plan for me like i don't feel this way about myself so i can you know if i flip that i can feel exactly what you're talking about with a g center yeah i love that yep absolutely 
Cool. So what was your other thought? I'm curious. It was about the heart coherence and actually Ah. the fact that like tapping into my higher self is actually about tuning into physically that point on my body. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just think it's all so fascinating. And I think what you said at the beginning, you had posted on Instagram about your defined centers are where you're designed to trust yourself. And then your open centers are where you're designed to trust in the universe because of that inconsistency. Like that is so brilliant. And that ability to be able to root back into those centers in the moment when I fight, feel lost, or I don't know what the next step is, because especially for me, like I often go right to my head Najna and it's like, no, don't go there. Like come Mm -hmm. back into trusting your body, you know, trusting your, your definition. Um, and that's such a powerful tool to tap back in. So yeah, I I love that. Love it. Um, now one of the things I want to talk to you about as well, because I've seen it so many times in my practice is that when you have this defined G center, Um, if you speak from this G center, so you have a connection direct to the throat, um, and like, it doesn't have to necessarily be direct from the throat, but one of the things I remember reading years ago, um, this idea that when you speak from the G center, that because you speak from love, what can happen is that if it's not received with love, that can create a wound quite, quite young of like a broken heart and I remember like asking over and over and over again whenever I saw this configuration and it was like 90% of the time they were like oh my god that's totally me so do you want to talk like did that happen to you like did you feel like as a kid potentially you spoke yeah go ahead yeah I mean I was punished every single night I had to go into my room at dinner time because I um I had the one I had the one eight also which a lot of people say is like you pop your head back into your turtle shell if you say something that upsets somebody so yeah I definitely resonate with that I've had to do a lot around the voice but it's you know I look at some friends that um have certain things around voice obviously the throat center that are like no one hears me you know if they've got the open throat center things like that for me because I have three pathways into like all pathways lead from the G into the throat for me. Um, I guess only two, two pathways. Um, everything leads to that G like there's been a lot around like vulnerability. Can I be vulnerable? Can I say what I want to say? And I've had to do a lot of unpacking. Now I'm laughing. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, it's all been around the heart. Like everything I have done has been around reopening the heart because there is fear around saying the wrong thing, hurting somebody, something coming off the wrong way. Um, And I've always ultimately meant it from a place of love. So I feel like I'm going backwards right now into a lot of the stuff that I suppressed about my personality that came out of my mouth. You know, like I am going back, even like I said about my friend yesterday, where I was so angry. I was so angry. And she's like, no, this is good. Like, I love you for this, you know, or like, Mm. so I do think I've had to do a lot of heart healing around my voice and being myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a really powerful distinction, you know, like the defined G center is like, is it safe to be me? Will I be loved to be me? Um, whereas the undefined G center, it's really funny. Like now I'm more aligned. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm just going to be me. I like, I don't know who I'm going to be from day to day sometimes. Like, you know, one of my favorite stories that I always share is, um, a friend of mine who 
they were going away for the weekend and her partner has this tiny case and she takes three cases and her partner's like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, I don't know who I'm going to be every day. So I think that's really interesting because there seems to be, and we talk so much, right, to the conditioning of undefined centres, whereas I feel like especially here there is this big heartbreak conditioning for the defined G that doesn't necessarily, it's not there for the for the undefined. Like, yes, our conditioning is around our inconsistent direction. Our conditioning is around um, our inconsistent, um, you know, who am I, my identity, um, what's wrong with me because I change all the time. But it's not necessarily around lovability, not in my experience anyway. Um, you know, it's more about like, you know, will these people like me? Will I fit in? It's not that same like I'm afraid to be me. Um, it's it's a definitely different feeling. As you just said that, I was like the distinction is like what you just said versus like can I be all of me here? Like that is what it really yes. feels like to me because at the end of the day, like Emma Dunwoody with an open G might be able to go and fit into a bunch of different places, but I can't be anybody but Jess Bubbico. And I don't know exactly. if I'm going to be fully loved and accepted for, oh, that makes me cry a little. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is a big thing because I feel like I've had a lot of healing just from that conversation and that panel because you know, there almost has to be this acceptance of like, you're not going to be liked by everybody. And, um, you know, I was reflecting upon the spiritual communities that I've been a part of where it's like, we talk about oneness and yes, like oneness, when we think about transcendence, but we still have this human story, you know, and these things where it's like, you're supposed, and I've got the defined ego too, you know? So it's like, you're supposed to be this certain way. If you want to fit into this spiritual community where you almost have to like renounce your personality and all of these kinds of things. And I feel like now I'm coming back into kind of, like I, you said, like I've been healing my heart over the past, especially since November, December, huge heart healing journey and like forgiveness and allowing myself to be me. I mean, even down to my family of like, I'm really sorry, but like, I can't, I'm not even sorry, but like, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I can't not go travel. I can't leave my, not leave my stuff here and have like zero plan and just go to Costa Rica and figure it out. Like, because my body and it comes back to the G it's pulling me in this certain direction and I can't not go. So if I'm trying to find an apartment in Florida, because I think that's who I'm supposed to be, you know, I can't, I just can't do it. And then on the flip side of that, if I connect that into my higher self, you know, right now I'm living with some friends, um, in Florida, I came back from Costa Rica they had invited me and asked me to um, live with them. And just before we had this call, a grasshopper landed on this. Like I went to go sit in this hammock and there was this big grasshopper sitting there. And I was like, you know, grasshoppers are take the leap. So I'm like, okay. And then I got really in my head. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, I want to travel. Like I don't, I can't not travel. I've got to keep going. I got really in my head. So I called them and I didn't see grasshoppers this entire trip, but just before I got on the phone with them again, right on my door, there was a huge grasshopper just hanging out. And it's like, even in that, there's a direction I'm being pulled in and I can't, and it ended up working out that I'm like now here and I 
just a lot of things that fell into place. Like I can't not follow the direction. Like I have to align my, my personal will with my divine will. So anyways, I got off track, but I do. um, No, but that's brilliant. Yeah. I think that's totally brilliant. Like, I think what, what you said, like I had massive goosebumps and I was like, Oh, like hearing that that's it. Is that for me, and, and I suppose like the question that I really want to um, finish up on and I'm going to kick it off is like how specifically is your G-Center a superpower? And for me, like you nailed it, I can fit into any group. Like I can literally fit into any group and I don't have to do anything. Yep, I've got my conditioning and fears and all of, all of that sort of stuff and, you know, highly sensitive person that would prefer to stand back and blah, blah, blah. But the point is, no matter what group I walk into, I'm going to fit in. And, you know, the other superpower, and I think like hearing you, it's like it really hit me in the heart, that feeling of like, well, I can't be any other way, so let's see how this turns out, like like gut punch. Like I really felt that. I really felt the, 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 like the courage that, that comes with having that defined energy, like, well, I can't be any other way. I'm just going to turn up the way I am. And, you know, it goes back to that thing. Like you have to build the trust muscle with you and being you and your definition, because we know with human design that if we stay aligned to our truth, then everything's going to work out. It's going to fit in. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable and sometimes people won't like us, but it's perfect that way. It's exactly the way it's meant to be. And I think for me as well, with that undefined G-Center, the other superpower and I've said this forever because I would always say like the one center I really wish I had to find was my G center, which made me flip to, okay, well, what do I love about it? Um, being open. And the thing I love, the reason I think it's a superpower is because I experience people at their highest, highest expression. Like I see who they really are at their highest expression. Expression, And for me, I believe that's such a freaking gift. Like I feel so blessed to be able to receive that. So tell me, why is or how is your G-Center a superpower? My first thought was I can stand out in any crowd, right? Like it's almost yeah. the, like the opposite of that. And I, I do think... Um, I just want to say, I feel like that's a gift from you as well, because I love that you can just be like, Hey, you're powerful. Like knock it off. What are you doing? You know, yes. or whatever it is like, you can really see and be that like truth mirror. Yeah. I've also- kicked your butt. I've totally kicked yeah. your butt about yeah. being more you. Yep. But I love it because it really like <laughs> resonates with me, you yeah. know, and it's like, you need those people who can, um, Ram Das talks about like love and truth. Like be in love and be truthful at the same time, which feels like it can sometimes be opposites, but it's actually the thing we often most need. And so I Mm -hmm. think that's a superpower of your open G as well as that ability to mirror love and truth. Um, Yeah. I, I really like, it's almost the two things that are coming to mind is just like, I can stand out in any crowd and it's like, you always know what you're going to get. You know, you're not going to unwrap the chocolate bar and there's going to be like Sour Patch Kids inside. Like you're always going to get a chocolate bar and um, you might like it, you might not. And that's okay. But yeah, I think those are the two. And and I do actually think that when I am unapologetically myself, I really feel I inspire other people to, to own who they are as well. Yeah. 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 I totally think that that's, 
you know, it's that is so part of who you are as a being. Like I've got head to toe goosebumps right now because the work that you do, like I actually feel like from where I sit, you you're so a manifester, you're so a vessel of love, you're so a four six. And on the flip side, you actually break all of the rules on those things as well. You know, I think that's one of the things I really love about you is that that although it's obvious that you're aligned to your design in so many ways, you also yeah, break those rules. Um, and as a manifester, that's so important. And I, I think that the more you stand out in a crowd is the more you really owning and loving who you are. And we need you to be that human. We need to be inspired into action. We need to be okay with, you know, because the one thing, the whole reason these panels and these podcasts have been created is because I can see people being so trapped by the knowledge and people are just teaching the knowledge. They're not teaching the experiment. Um, and this is the thing, like we have to get to the bottom of, well, what's true for me and how do we do that? Well, we experiment, we blow shit up, we make a mess, we throw things at walls, we heal ourselves, we cry a lot um, a lot. and a lot and we go through <laughs> this process and I think that you are the walking, talking powerhouse of that, you know, like you own your vulnerability mm-hmm. and your power all in, the, you know, all in one hand and I think that that is just golden and yeah I'm totally thank you totally inspired by you every day so (laughs) you're doing the job you're doing the job (laughs) thank you and and I want to just last thing say about HDX and these panels that you're doing and obviously the podcast I had a conversation with a friend slash client a couple weeks ago and she was like I'm so frustrated by the centers because the way that the knowledge is being taught there's almost this aspect of like you could sit there and be like, yeah, but couldn't you say from the other, like you, it it was, it's like hard. Like I, and I was at this point where I was like, I hate the centers. I just want to hear how, what people's experiences are of them. Like here's the hallmarks. What is it that you're experiencing from that energetic archetype? And I feel like what you're doing is making it so clear. Like I have never felt so clear on the idea of the centers of open versus uh, undefined versus defined. So I think it's brilliant. Thank you so much for saying that. Again, I've got goosebumps and um, I'm excited because you're going to be on our spleen panel as well. I'm so grateful that that this is being as impactful. I'm super grateful for the person that I trained with because she literally, like I was never taught type in the beginning. She was like, the centres are where it's at and no one teaches it. So this is, I think for me, it really goes back to my roots in human design. And when I was like, why does all this other stuff feel gross? And then I found Kim and I was like, ah, now this feels right. Um, And I think that this is so incredibly powerful because we lose people in human design because of its complexity. Um, And and on the panels, like everyone's like, yeah, but if they have gate this or they have gate that, that's going to, and each time someone does that, I'm like, no, 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 no. I want everyone to step back. We're We're not talking about this, the complexity of the themes of each gate. We're talking about the overarching themes of these these centres because if we can get that that bigger um, picture, that feeling, you know, like this is what we're talking about. The distinctions all come from the feelings we're feeling Um, and then you can literally see everyone with different configurations going, oh, my God, yes, I feel that too. This is going to be a way that we're going to get more people picking it back up. This is going to be, you know, we're going to have more people integrating it. We're going to be more people teaching that are teaching it in a way that actually can be integrated. Because as I see it, 
the biggest challenge with human design is that everyone's learning it with the mind, but very few people are integrating it into the body. Um, They're like, yeah, that resonates. Yeah, that feels good. Um, And then they literally end up in my community going, I've done all this training, but I still don't know how to do it. I don't know how to listen to my this, or I don't know how to feel that. And for me, that's my mission. My mission is the integration, like from learning it in the mind to getting it in the freaking body. And, you know, I think it's really interesting because um, we were having a conversation and you still own, owe me a, I think it's the pearl sequence or one of those sequences yes, that yes, you're yes. studying um, yeah. that you talked about my gate 43 that was in something, something um, that's mm-hmm. my vocation. Or, so and, design Mars, which is your vocation, which is about what you're here to sort of like activate within people. And mine's the gate, you know, 43, you know, it's all about insight. It's about taking these massive concepts um, and then starting to filter it down into simplicity. And so when you taught me that, I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, so thanks for saying it. It's the creative rebel. Like, what are you doing? You're literally being a creative rebel within human design. And that's so perfect for you on all of the levels and we need it. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Good old 3-5 over here, manifesting generator, <laughs> not designed to find will center, not designed to be told what to do or do things anyone else's way. So Amen. Jess, exactly. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> it's always such a freaking pleasure. Um, I just you. know there's been so many ahas and minds blown listening to this. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thanks, everyone, for staying tuned. I'm sure you're absolutely loving the um, Center series. There's plenty more to come. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also bonus points could you leave a review for me as well on apple it would be greatly appreciated if at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast by all means get on my socials and dm me everything you need is there in the show notes have an awesome day bye for now